Hey, 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 everybody. It's Tammy Sheehan Bade here, your favorite Houston-based attorney and the host of Ask Tammy Live, where we discuss the best ways to establish your business, protect your name, and keep your profits. Today, I'm coming with to you with another legal question video. And today's question of the day is, how do I protect my course content? Listen, this video right here, I'm so excited about because I think the educator in me just has a very soft spot, a very, a very tender spot for course and content creators. And so we're going to jump into that. We're going to talk about what it is that you can do in order to protect your content. Um, but to do that, I want to start off here. I want to start off with this, with this big picture thing. You cannot legally, or it's very difficult to legally protect ideas. You know how we can register trademarks and we can register copyrights? Yeah, there's no equivalent when it comes to an idea. There is no registry of like, I had this idea, I want to put it in the bank, and I want to make sure that nobody takes this idea. If you want to protect something, you have to make it more tangible. And so when we're talking about what you can do to protect your course content, you've actually already started the process, which is beautiful. You've started the process of taking your expertise, your knowledge, and putting it into something, into a product that is a that that is something that you can protect. So the first step is making sure that when we're talking about course content, it's not a course idea, but it's actual content that has been um, identified, that has been solidified, that has been productized. Okay. That's the first big picture step so that we're moving it from the realm of being impossible to protect legally to a place where we can protect it. You want to make your content as tangible as, as possible. And so let's talk about the other things that you can do to protect your course content. Because here's the other thing is that once you start creating content um, and course content specifically, once you started creating um, this information, you're putting it out there for the world and your information is vulnerable. And I want you to know that, you know, if you're imparting wisdom, there's an element of the ideas out there where the thoughts that you have cannot be really pulled back in. But the beautiful thing is about how you package it, how you put it out there and, and you can limit how people can take what you've packaged and reproduce it and duplicate it. So let's get into that a little bit more. Um, the first thing, like I said, is you want to make it an actual product, but there are some key things that I think make something a product. So putting it into a record format. So once you've put it into a recording, maybe it's a video, um, maybe you have a workbook, maybe you have a workbook and a video, uh, maybe you have, um, some diagrams that you have created that are related to your content. All of those things that you're creating and you're putting in a tangible format, you are now creating things that you have copyrights to. A copyright is given to anybody who is the creator of an original work. And the beautiful thing about copyrights is that it's yours, even if you register it or not. The downside of that is that you might have a copyright, but you might not be able to enforce it until you register it, right? What does that mean? It means that if somebody copies something that you have created, right, they try to take exactly what you did in terms of your course and they try to use the same exact concepts, the same conceptual models, the same content and replicate it somewhere else until you have put it into a framework, right? Um, you're not going to be able to enforce that protection against, um, enforce that protection for yourself. So you're going to want to get a copyright registration for the things you've created. 
Get copyright registrations for your workbooks. Get copyright registrations for your slide decks, right? Um, you can group them together and put all of them together. So let's say you have a six module course, get a copyright for all those elements. Include the graphics that are associated with the concepts that you've created. So all your conceptual models, all your frameworks, go ahead and do that and get those as part of what it is that you copyright in terms of your content that's put together. So that's one thing, making sure you register your copyrights. The second thing that I would want to say that's important to this process in terms of protecting your course content is developing some type of name or label for your framework and for your content. Um, and so you'll see that when people have decided like, this is my signature thing, or they'll come up with a, a business, um, not just a business, but they'll come up with a name for their product, a name for their course. That name that you've created is really, really key in terms of identifying that you have productized this, this, this expertise, productized this teaching and this content. Now, this is what you'll do. You're not going to stop by stop at just developing the signature name. Once you've created a signature name, and, I, and here's the thing, I want you to have a signature name for your frameworks. I want you to have a signature name for your um, courses, right? For your programs that you're doing, get signature names for those things. Then register trademarks for those. Once you've added that registered trademark, you're doing two things. You're putting the world on notice that, hey, I own this space. I have created this unique way of packaging this expertise. It's mine, right? So you're putting the world on notice. So if somebody wants to come up with an idea and they don't know and they're trying to do the right thing, you've at least let them know that you're in this space. Like that's a huge thing. You can't, you can't get upset. Well, you can't get upset, but you shouldn't really be too upset with people who accidentally infringe on your stuff when you've done nothing to show that, hey, I own this space. I'm claiming my right to it. You know, whether or not you believe that America, you know, went to the moon and things like that, because, you know, there's that whole, um, you know, some people believe it didn't happen, whatever, whether you believe it or not. What we see is we see a flag on that picture. What is that flag doing? It's claiming that territory. You need to do the same thing for your content. So put a name on it. That name is your flag. And then register that trademark. So you're putting that flag on display. It's the picture of us on the moon, right? That is, that's what your registered trademark is. It's putting your name in the book, in the registry, so that there's no question about what it is. Now, I'll add this as a tip, um, a tidbit for you when you're talking about how you should name it. If possible, if you can come up with something that's like unique and fanciful, what do I mean? Like a fake word, kind of? Um, and I'm going to use a business as an example because I love this business example, but apply the same concept to your product or to your course. Spanx. Spanx was not a real word at all. It's not a name or word. It's made up um, and it was made up by Sarah Blakely, but that enables her to get a trademark for it. It was something unique, something novel, right? And it causes her to stand out. Now you think about the word, you can kind of think about how it could be related in a tangential way um, to to the product that she created, right? But it was, it's not exact. It's not exactly that. And the reason why I say don't do something that's descriptive or just merely descriptive is that you're going to limit the legal rights that you have to it if it's just describing something. Now I go into that in more details in another video. So I'll put a description um, or a link to that video in the chat box and, and a link here in the video. But you want to try to not be descriptive um, in terms of the name that you select. Be a little bit more unique. Push yourself for that. And then trademark the name. So we've talked about two, two to three-ish things that we've said that you should do. You want to, you know, um, get your content into a tangible form. You want to copyright that, 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 that content. So register copyrights in that. You want to develop a signature name, 
Okay, so this is number three. Number four, you want to trademark those signature names. So that signature name of the, the workbook, the signature name of the, the, um, the course, the signature name of the frameworks and how it's been applied. Um, those things you want to register trademarks for them. And then the final thing that you want to do when it comes to protecting your course content is with the people that you're actually creating the content for. As you are putting your content out in the world and you have people who are signing up for it, you want to make sure that you are not taking the terms of service that you have uh, with your your course for granted. And some of you are like, terms of service, what are you talking about? You know on most websites, where's this part in the bottom? There's legal stuff, there's terms and conditions. Some people want to ignore that, but if you're a course creator, you can't afford to ignore that. In fact, you should have some terms and some things on the inside of your content too. But I digress. You want to make sure that you are telling people who are signing up for your courses, these are the rules. You are not allowed to distribute this without my permission. You need to come back and ask me for permission. You need to do X, Y, and Z. This is who you should contact, right? This is um, private information or this is exclusive information. You want to make sure that that's very clear for the people who are coming in contact with your content so that they're on notice. If they are on notice that you have owned this space and that you have harnessed it for yourself, guess what? You have now positioned yourself to be able to enforce against them because you've done what I've asked you to do. You've gotten the copyrights, you've gotten the trademarks, and you have the terms. That is one strong legal strategy to protect your course content. And if you're out here in these streets, that's what you need to do. I'm going to throw in a bonus because this is like my own personal goal. And again, I am looking for this for as many clients as possible. Um, For my clients, I talk to them about this. And for those of you who are coming across my content online, I would love for more people to follow these steps and not only be in a place where they have protected their course content, but then they can go and speak to larger corporations, larger organizations and say, guess what? I have this catalog of things that I've created. It's I, I want to license it to you. I want to retain the ownership of the things that I've created. And look, I've marked my territory clearly. So you know that this is mine, this is mine, this is mine, but I don't mind allowing you to borrow it for a small fee or a large fee, right? And that's taking it to the next level. But you got to do these things first. If you don't do these things first and then you try and seek out those um, partnerships and those relationships with these other larger organizations, what's going to end up happening is they're going to blur the line between what you created and what's theirs. And then they're going to try and take ownership over that. Um, And I guess along those same lines, this video is becoming a little longer than I wanted it to. But I don't mind because... I know that what I'm saying here is going to help you. When you are connecting with potential partners to produce or to create content, pay attention to the contracts that they are having you sign. Those are their terms, right? It's not just the things that you click yes to, but those contracts that people are sitting down with and look and see what they're saying they're going to own. Look and see what they're going to say is going to belong to them after working with you. Are they saying that all of a sudden they now have rights to everything that is created? Because is that what you really want? Listen, learn from Beyonce, learn from Beyonce. Beyonce owns all her stuff. You might, you listen, you don't have to be a fan of the beehive to respect the strategy, right? Respect the strategy. It's brilliant. Own your stuff so that you can come to the table and say, I'm going to retain this ownership. I know the value that I have. If you want it, you got to use it under my terms. Okay. All right. So if you have come across this content and you're like, yo, Tammy, I really, I, I need this. I'm starting my, my business and I don't know what to do next. I have you covered. I got a couple of different things that you can do as your next steps. Number one, you can schedule some time to meet with me. I'm available. You can go to my website, www.toslegal.com slash contact and meet with me. We could talk about the things that you can do to protect your content. 
Um, the second thing that you can do, and let's say you're not ready to meet with me or you want to have a little bit more information, guess what? I have created a course that breaks down the basics of these things. I want you to know it. I want you to have it. And it's crazy. At the time of recording this video, that course is still free. I don't know how long that's going to be, but I really do want more people to be aware as to what they can protect and how they can protect it. So if you're trying to understand how do I navigate the business side of things, get that course. Um, the link for that is below. The third thing that you can do is say, oh, I'm not ready for the course. I'm not ready to meet with you. Listen, this is where you need to at least at the very minimum, join the email list because I drop content. I drop secret promotions. I drop special things for the people who are on the email list that does not get to see the light of day. Um, doesn't get to come out onto YouTube because it's for people who are invested on that level. So join the email list. Um, and when you join the email list, you're going to get a, um, my, uh, level up your business and brand checklist, which is super valuable, super, super valuable. Cause it takes the same framework that I use with my clients and shows you how to do it. So definitely sign up for that. Now this is a lot, but I'm really excited about this video. Listen, and I love learning. I would love to know about the course creators who are joining this little tribe that we're building here on YouTube. If you're a course creator, put your information below. Let people know what you're creating courses about, right? Let them know, put it down there. And, and then also while you're doing that, like this channel, subscribe to it. So you continue to get notices about the different things, um, that can protect you as you establish your business, protect your name and keep your profits. That's all that I have for you today. It's been great chatting with my course creators and future course creators. Let me know if you have any questions. If you want to follow me, not in real life, but like online, because we do that now. It's very strange. <laughs> but feel free to follow me. The handle is the same. It's at TOS Legal. Um, and that's, again, the website. And that's all for now. Okay. Have a great, amazing rest of the day. Binge watch my videos if you don't mind. <laughs> But do what you need to do. I just want you to know the information is available to you. Have a great day. Bye.